this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Casey Suhan and Tim Cauley, and we're going to talk about their film, Makeshift, the groundbreaking new documentary on the advertising industry. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Tell me how this film came about. How did the two of you, did you already know each other or did you connect? We did not know each other, but I knew September Club. Um, I was a fan of their documentaries. I worked at an ad agency like 10 years prior and they came and dropped. So, so back in the day, they dropped off DVDs. Whoa. And, and I had made a lot of the DVD documentaries that I was a fan of. And I'd always thought if there was a documentary project came up, I'll reach back out to these folks. And um, Barry um, introduced me to Casey. And that was how Hey Let's Go, which is my company, which is like an on the advertising side of the equation, hooked up with September Club. And then there's a client in the mix, WP Engine. Okay. Based in Austin, they, uh, for the, the simplest way to say is they host really big websites and help you create beautiful experiences online. And they are my client in an advertising capacity. And they said, what if we made something that wasn't an ad, something that kind of flexed our creative muscles because we want people to be creative on the internet. What if instead of saying that we showed people we want to be known as a creative company? What if we made a film? And I said, I had made a film once before, that's a poster right there of a film called From Nothing Something, which I sold to The Orchard back in the day um, before it was 1091. And they said, I think Tim can help us make a film. And I said, Tim can help you make a film, but Tim needs help helping you make that film. And I brought September Club in. Love it. And let me just say that this is not Barry Polterman. This is Casey, even though <laughs> on the screen, on Zoom, it's gonna come up as Barry, so. So tell me about your, um, your background, Casey. Um, well, I'm a documentary filmmaker. Um, I've been working in this space since 2001. Um, started out some very interesting projects on Tupac Shakur and the history of MC battling, working with QD3, Quincy Jones III. Um, went on to do a movie called Rock the Bells about the Wu-Tang Clan coming Ooh, together for their last performance in RGP. <laughs> um, and recently did a, a project about the First Amendment uh, called The Animal People, the First Amendment and activism in the internet space. Great. So when Tim approached us with this opportunity, um, I mean, it was... My, my slate of films is very eclectic in a way. Mm -hmm. And so an opportunity to dive into yet another space that I was an outsider in was um, really fascinating to me and sparked my curiosity right away. And the idea to look at this industry and Doug Prey had done a, a wonderful movie about the advertising industry called Art and Copy, which talked about that moment when the copywriters started working together in the same room with the art director and what that did for the creative process within this industry. But here we are, you know, many, many, many years after that, um, that moment happened and the internet has happened, which completely yeah. turned the industry upside down. Definitely. So the opportunity to look at this moment and, and, and tell the story of how this industry at the forefront of creativity and understand, trying to understand the consumer 
had to pivot and adjust mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in both like a, a, a business way to understand this new field of, you know, the internet, but also to really push the bounds of creativity for what could be possible in this and how that changed the conversation. Suddenly there was a conversation with the customer, that's all brand Mm -hmm. new, you know, and how that just changed the dynamic between brands and, um, and their their customers was just a fascinating kind of place to, to start. Um, And that's really like what, what, the impetus for the movie was like what happened and how do we tell that story? It's so, I love the way the movie is laid out. I remember back in 92, 93, um, this IT guy that worked with my dad showing me the internet and like Netscape. And I was so fascinated and he went to a website and I'm like, what's a website? You know, like he was showing me what was going on. It was, that was the time, right? 92, 93. And I was so fascinated. I couldn't believe what he was showing me. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite quotes in the movie is um, one of the gentlemen who, who did, I can't remember their names, Peter, I think it is. And he's over at Hamas. Do I have that right? Tim? And he's talking about how when he first, you know, before advertising, he worked at like a radio shack and somebody came in and said, can I buy the internet? You know, like this, <laughs> this, this, it was just this brand new period and none of us knew what was coming next. And as we, you know, um, talked about the timeline of the film, we really did try to to take you through like the early nineties. And then here's when, um, here's when, you know, YouTube happened and how did that change things? And here's when the iPhone came out and that was a game changer. And we tried to use music and graphics and everything to take you right back to that moment. Cause it's so easy okay. to just think, oh, I've, I've had this, like, I've had the world in my pocket forever. No, no, this is still really new, you know? Sure. So I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed that part of the film. I did because I was thinking back to all these things that were happening and how fast it was happening and the impact. And as I was watching the film, I was thinking, you know, boy, students could be watching this in a college class. I mean, it seems like a great prerequisite for the foundation of what happened. You know, yeah. that, that that has come up so many times, um, the, the educational part of it in that the people you know, a company like mine would hire who are 22, 23, 24, they've never not had the internet. Right. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a CNN history documentary. Yeah. And you know, like we, we didn't have enough time in a a short hour and a half to tell all those great stories of these advertising campaigns that just embarked in a new space. Like the, we we talk about subservient chicken. We talk about um, Rihanna's video, which sparked this whole like online um, community of people using, you know, video to show them learning her dance moves and that kind of stuff. So we talk about a really nice, robust handful of campaigns, but there were so many awesome campaigns that are on the cutting room floor, you know, but it does start that conversation. And and what I really um, appreciate about the film is that at the end, we're talking to the next generation, right? People like at Active Theory who are thinking about as 5G becomes more and more pervasive in the world, what does that mean for pushing the boundaries of how we can interact with people? And I think what's also really cool about um, where 
a lot of the people we interviewed in the industry where their brains are is not just how can we interact and use these tools to talk to the customer, but how can we be useful and respectful of their space, right? Because at first, and that's a new evolution, this thing is still happening. So I think it would be great for people, um, you know, young creative people who want to get into this space to watch the film and have those conversations, you know? Right. So um, what's some of the feedback you've heard? I'm sure you've heard some great things about the film. Maybe we'll start with you, Tim. Well, Janine, you're probably one of a, a very short list of people outside of our bubble. Really? Who have seen it. Um, we, we wanted it to, um, we had a, a screening in New York, but that, that was a complicated because it, the people in the film are all competitive with each other. They all head up different agencies who've probably pitched against each other, lost employees to one another, lost pitches, mm-hmm. you know, business. Yes. Um, so I think it was hard for them to see it as a movie movie. So you're the second person we've had an interview with. Wow. So I'm more interested to hear what uh, you're like a, a fresh, fresh brain to us. Yes. We've seen it only as our filmmaking team, the client team, very hard for a client to um, process something like this and view it as a piece of entertainment the way a neutral party would versus a marketer. They did an amazing job of trying to be neutral, I think. But I'd be curious of your POV. Did we pull it off? Does it feel, we tried to scrub it of marketing vibe and just- I I think so. I I think it has um, many different avenues, educational. Also, I come from a voiceover background. So it's interesting to see the world of advertising and the different agencies. And, and it's so funny to put names to faces. Um, I've heard of a lot of these ad agencies on yeah. the copy as I'm auditioning for them and going, oh, that's, I know that name. I, that's interesting to hear their backstory into this world of advertising and how things have evolved. I mean, so I kind of saw it with different lenses. That, and that's kind of, I, I love that it's, this is really the first time it's gotten out of our bubble. It was up on WP Engine's uh, website, uh, not their website, but they built a site for it to kind of like have it for the hardcore faithful, like the, the real tech insider um, developer community to get some feedback. But then they took it down because they said, we want this to be like a real movie. You know, we want it to be not nationally distributed and not feel like an ad. So they tested the waters and now this is really it, it making its way into the world uh, in two weeks. And I think that's why they, they wanted to bring, you know, make sure Tim with his background in filmmaking himself and, and bringing us into the mix, because I, I always viewed this and I know Tim did too, as, you know, both a, a celebration of the creativity that advertising is um, uh, capable of, you know, and those boundaries that get pushed in that world. Right. Um, and, and also like a historical um, document of this moment, you know, and, and then something that would tease the question of what's coming next. I mean, this is a story that's still evolving. We hardly, you know, um, cover the next generation. So I, I think um, it should hopefully like 
stand the test of time 20 years from now like that's something that we thought about often like how do we make a film about this industry that really does stand the test of time and right. and it's something that people can look back on and go oh this is what happened you know right. when the internet changed everything in this one particular industry well and thank goodness for the internet because here we are in a pandemic and commercials are being produced with talent sometimes at home or wherever, and it's, you know, we're submitting our auditions and emailing them in or, or whatever, but thank goodness for this evolution of technology and creativity. Well, Absolutely. I think that's one thing is that documentaries are about the subject, but also beyond the subject in that, you know, like one of my favorite recent documentaries was um, The Big Little Farm. I know nothing, I hate being outdoors and I know nothing about farming. <laughs> and I was fascinated because it's not really about farming. It's about, they need to overcome these types of problems. Mm -hmm. And I think this film is like an industry saw an existential change. Some people ignored it. Some people took it head on and said, with creativity and belief in myself, I can navigate it and find new ways. And we released it you know, we, we, we kind of finished it the, the week before the economy shut down. Yeah. And like the last existential threat was moving from TV to the internet. Mm -hmm. And then boom, we release it right into a time when agencies are laying off everybody and all these small shoot offs and permutations are happening. And what I'm hoping is, yes, it's a movie about how the internet changed advertising, but really the higher purpose is how belief and ingenuity can help you survive in business and hopefully in life um, if you do the right things and just keep an open mind. That's what I got from it, that it's a story of resilience. You need yeah. to, in order to move forward, you got to look back. You got to see where we came from, how it all started. But it's a story of resilience and creativity and to keep going and where all these ideas come from and to also listen to the needs of your target audience. Like I loved what uh, there was a millennial, I think, I think I, she looked like she was in her 20s. She says, I don't like, or maybe it was the guy next to her. I don't like when they, they think they're selling to us. You know, they know the language, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, the flag. Boss. yeah. Right? They're great. And they yeah. say, they say, stay out of my friend circle, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, I, I think that's, I think that's like kind of the question that, um, people in this industry are up against, you know, how can we use all this information we have about our consumers and, right. and give them something that's useful. Like when there's a sale, I want to know there's a sale. I don't need my, my inbox gummed up with stuff or my feeds gummed up with stuff all the time. Right. I think there's this, how do we balance all this information that we have be useful, but not be um, invasive. Yes. Right. And I think those two young people speak to that um, really briefly, but incredibly eloquently, <laughs> yeah. you know, from Havas. Yeah, they're wonderful. Yeah. What else would you like people to know about this film? I, I kind of, uh, the thing that strikes me is sort of the meta nature of it mm. in that it's atypical in that a feature film is financed by a client, but it's not an ad for the client. Nobody from the client is interviewed. They're not trying to sell you anything in the movie, but what they're trying to do is instead of gumming up your feed or trying to um, persuade you with hard sell, they have marketing 
you know, like any other big company. But what they did, they put their money where their mouth was and said, what if we make a, a legit feature film and go through, there's like a two year project, no client, at, like signing on for that clients. That's, that's a gutsy thing to do. Sure is. But they said, what if we made something people legitimately wanted to see without sell and just got some brownie points for it at some point mm-hmm. along the line? Yes. Which very few clients, the movie starts off, a client would never think like that. You know, it was like, we have, we have a cookie now with 10% more fudge, buy it. Yeah. Laundry detergent with 10 more percent stain fighting agents, buy it. And like, that doesn't fly anymore. And they not only said, well, how do we navigate around it? They said, let's lean into it and really put our money where our mouth is and be, be what the movie is, is championing. Yes. Which is great inspiration right now for people that have lost their jobs, that there's another side to this, that people are looking for something to pivot to and they need some creativity. So I think by watching this, there's some inspiration to be had. That's what we were going for. And, you know, Casey has uh, this body of work that uh, I was championing Rock the Bells, which is a music movie, but also to me, one of the scariest music movies when the riot is pending I was edge of the seat stuff the animal people uh haunts me like legit haunts me but to bring her in and say we're going to make a movie I want it to be startling in its in its tone of celebration and that's the beauty of Casey she's just like she can shift gears and be genuinely curious um when the subject matter is something that's just more like it's not cool to make a very positive documentary. Well, you know, <laughs> you know it. You know it. Well, you know what was cool about it was, of course, jumping into this world that I knew very little about was fascinating. And meeting all these people, these creative people who were trying to reinvent something as someone who likes to think of myself as creative, like those kind of the kinds of conversations we were having about why are you doing this? Why is this important? What matters to you were really interesting. Not all of those conversations made the final cut. Um, but one of my favorite moments in the movie is when we're talking to um, um, Alex Bogusky from CPB and, and talking about the intangibility of the things that you create as an advertiser. And this is something, Tim, that we talked about. This is your world, right? Like you, you make something and then it, it has its moment and then where are you left as an artist? You know, so it was, it was a fa- fascinating conversations we were having with people. And I think there was a little bit of a good cop, bad cop isn't totally the right analogy, but I knew the backstories of, like, I didn't know everybody personally, but yeah. I knew them or their company or their reputation. Whereas Casey could go in and lean in and be kind of a little bit more wide-eyed. Whereas I was come, I would, you know, in between moments, I'd be like, now, Casey, when you're telling that guy about this other interview you did, remember that that guy probably hates that guy because they just lost this account to so-and-so and some of the answers might be colored. So I had sort of a little bit of inside knowledge and I had the, the, the insider workings of the industry 
So she could see it wide-eyed and I could see it practical. And I think those two viewpoints interlocked well to create an investigative yeah. sense, but also like an insider sense. Yeah. You know, it reminded me a lot. Um, it was a wonderful collaboration. It reminded me a lot of working on the on the Tupac film that we did, Thungangel, and the beef movies on the history of the battle, because we were working with QD3, you know, who is an incredibly talented producer in the hip hop world, you know, worked with all these people, had this very inside knowledge. But as we were making those films, we wanted to make sure that they appealed to an audience who knew nothing about this world, you know, um, that this world would be interesting and relevant to them. Because there's a lot you can learn from worlds that are outside of something that you know a lot about. And I think that's true too of this movie. You know, I think this movie, um, both there's enough in there that everybody who lived through that time period, you know, from the early nineties to present day recognizes as cataclysmal shifts in their own personal lives and their own personal relationships with technology, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, so, and, and, and advertising is such a personal thing too, because it's all over our life. I remember that commercial. I remember that moment. So there's, there's enough in there that we recognize our own lives in there, right? But but seeing it from this, getting this little bit of an inside glimpse into it, um, just I think is such a learning process and really makes you think about the, the industry differently and your place as a consumer differently. Yes. Because it's very different now. And, and we have, a, as consumers, a lot more power. And I think the people who are going to be successful in the next, you know, um, generation, iteration of the advertising industry are the ones who are going to continue to recognize that power that consumers have and deliver on, you know, things that are going to be, um, to enhance that relationship, to respect that relationship, you know, and to, to, to be useful is the word that kept coming up again and again. You know, uh, Casey, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, you're actually a tremendous role model for people that, especially the younger generation who perhaps they don't have a solid background in advertising, but they have that mindset. They have the ability to think outside the box mm-hmm. and to go for it. If you want to work and don't let it hinder you, if you don't have a strong background, go for it. If you got some connections, if you understand you know, the creative ways of media and technology, go for it. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Get if, if I, I think, yes, if young people, um, I think that the advertising industry needs a young, diverse mm-hmm. group of people coming in there, um, women, people of color, you know, um, people of different genders coming in there and, and helping brands navigate you know, how to talk to their customer. Like, absolutely, that industry needs that those perspectives and, and youth and vibrancy. And I think the two um, young people in the film from Havas are, are perfect examples of the, the understanding, you know, because young people are growing up with technology in a way that I didn't. You know, technology wasn't part of my life since like the sixth grade or whatever. So, you know, they, there's a different understanding and boundaries there and what they're going to find useful. So absolutely. I I don't, I I think that that's, there's a lot of opportunity in that space for people to 
carve out a path for themselves. And I think, Tim, wouldn't you agree that some of the people in our film, like are people that you wouldn't go, oh, there's an obvious fit for the advertising industry, you know, like active theory. They're, they're just creative people that are interested in making cool experiences, but there's a space in there for them with Spotify making um, their year-end wrap um, that they do. So, I mean, when, what do you think of that, Tim? Well, I think it's, I, I agree in some ways and I totally disagree in other ways in that other than me, I went to Syracuse as an advertising major because- Yay, it's Syracuse. Oh, did you go there? <laughs> yeah. Sweet 16, we're going to go. This is our year. Um, Sorry, so, <laughs> But I was a rare bird who- I, all I ever wanted to be was like Don Draper. I saw a movie called Nothing in Common with Tom Hanks. I was so little, I saw it with my mom and we were in the theater. And all I knew about work is my dad gets up, puts on a tie, comes home super late and he's like spent. And I'm like looking at this movie going, what job is that? He's in jeans, he's driving around in a Jeep, he's playing guitar in a meeting. She's like, that's advertising. I'm like, that's all I want to do. And so that's what I did. Um, <laughs> and that was, so I wanted to be an ad guy, but I would say there is really no advertise. Like I was trained in advertising. There are some like ad schools and stuff, but most people advertising is that statue of Liberty of like, give me your tired, give me your poor. As long as you're like a, you have a creative motor and you're driven by making things. And then we talked about this yesterday, Casey, of you have to have that ego, that irrational, not ego in the bad way, like you're a jerk or you talk down to people, but it's 99% no. The same as, you know, not all filmmakers go to USC film school and, you know, had a short at Sundance. You have to have that insane drive and belief that you can make things. So that's really the criteria for me. I never look at like, what was your major? Yeah. What, like I my producers and account people who I absolutely rely on. I have no idea what they went to college for. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> All I know is they've got a motor and like when they get kicked in the teeth, it just turns them on to go harder. Yeah. And that, that that's the advertising thing. Or if you're going to, you know, Janine, what you do, how many podcasts are out there? How many people want to be in the broadcast or be a voiceover talent? Exactly. You know, oh, it's so competitive. People. So every spot and obviously making films is like the you know holy grail of impossible creativity yeah completing a film so i think that is the universal truth of there's no one trained like if you're going to be a an accountant or a guy on wall street you better have a finance or accounting background but in advertising you can have any background it's a it's like a personality deficiency. <laughs> you got to be a little wacko. A lot creative. <laughs> so where can people find out more about both of you and the film? We'll start with you, Casey. Um, well, we have a website for the film. Is it makeshift.film? makeshift.film. Okay. There it is. So they can find out more about the film there. They'll be able to see it in April on all their, you know, VOD channels, oh Apple God. and um, iTunes and uh, Vimeo and YouTube. YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah. And they can just, I don't have, I don't have a website or anything like that, but they can see September club's work at september.club. Okay. Um, I got some of our films. We've got some projects, you know, making the Netflix rounds at the moment. Um, some very interesting stuff. So, and they can still see uh, the animal people on um, Netflix. No, I think we're off Netflix now, but they can see that out in the world. And uh, yeah. Good. Until- Tell us about you, where we can, see, where can we see your stuff? Me? Oh, yeah. hey, let's go. Hey, let's go.co. I couldn't afford the .com at this point in my company's growth trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> <at> the M. <laughs> yeah, there's more work for, for uh, some of my stuff as well as, you know, my, my whole body of work and uh, a lot of work that I've directed for WP Engine. So uh, I'm a songwriter, I'm a filmmaker, I'm an ad guy. It's you're an entrepreneur. You're you're like an inventor I, as of this yeah, summer. We invented a, pro- a product coming out. So I, I'm one of those guys. I just like I, I get turned on by making things and Great. Um, whatever that creative challenge is. That's that's what I want to figure out. Love it. Which well, is I the really, theme I'm sorry. What? Which is the theme of the film? Yes. Put, put something complicated in front of the right kind of people, and some will go, "Hey, I'm." pissed that it wasn't the way it was before and some people go let's solve this let's put this together yes. we're going to make this better yes yeah got it well thank you so much i've really enjoyed this and congratulations thank you so much thank you pleasure to talk to you 